0: Hey, peace world. Thank you for pressing play on another It's Always Personal episode or episode of the It's Always Personal podcast. Shout out to the world for real, for real, for real. Um hmm. this another episode. I'm gonna have a guest on here, Akeem Akreyes from the Zone Boxing. I'll get into a little bit of boxing talk. This is basically just you know, keep it in, keeping it a thousand. Uh, you know, this is just an interview that I did, and um, some of the boxing talk might we might be a little bit beyond a couple of things on there, but not so much um, in a way because we talked about the schedule through the summer. Uh, but one reason why I am including the episode or the interview on here is because. With it's always personal. One of one of the uh, the whys for why I'm doing the the podcast is in case anybody wanted to get into uh, you know to, to be in 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 the digital space or content. Um, you know, here's a guy that really him and his partner Barack Best had no kind of you know formal training or education or whatever you know to do what they do. But because they lived in New York City and got in into some situations um, with content or media, hip hop media, whatever, what have you, um, you know, they've been able to parlay all of that into stuff that we talk about on the interview. They just finished out maybe a year, year and a half on Sirius XM channel Fight Nation with their show which was really dope and really uh i thought it was a a a net plus for boxing and boxing coverage it was a daily show uh noon i think at one point in time it was three hours then in covid it dropped down to like an hour and then it was just building back up to three hours and then um they just made it a move on the 19th they just moved over to uh off they shut the radio show down and moved over to just doing daily videos on The Zone which is an app. And I'm gonna be honest, after 2 weeks um and I, ha- I knew it was going to have this impact but I don't I don't think anybody won with it because I don't I'm gonna keep it in the buck. I don't I don't open up The Zone app to watch their video program which now kind of they're like the hosts of The Zone's boxing show which brings together like all four or five of the different figures that they have over there basically they're on air uh the guys who commentate the boxing matches from week to week they all have some different segments on this The Zone boxing show that Akin Barak now host and what I'm finding out is it just confirmed what I thought they might have to move over to doing a podcast. I don't know if video really is is that much of a plus. I don't want to sit here with my phone open to watch or the app open to watch the video when they could just do a podcast and I could just be listening to some audio. But, you know, they have to figure that out. It'll be interesting interesting to see what the response is and, and it's only a 30-minute video that they do daily. But one of the knocks against the zone was some people wanted a reason to they wanted more content on the app to use it beyond just fights on Fridays and Saturdays. Some people wanted that. So I think the zone was kind of maybe trying to fill that void and wanting the app to be used more often than not. So put this additional content on here. And uh, I don't know. So anyway, we talked about that. How how they did what they did. Where they came from. How they pulled all of, all of that off. How they were kind of... Uh, they kind of haven't really been uh, too well received by boxing fans. Which is no surprise. Because I have the same issues, which I might hit on in a second. So again, that's kind of why I wanted to talk to him about his personal achievements i don't know if i really dug too much in his background because i didn't know how much time i had with him but anyway the, the the interview is on here some quick housekeeping uh please you know if you if you dig the show um i got some great text 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 messages from a couple of partners who also do content uh, to let me know that uh, they thought the last show was fire, the last episode. I appreciate that. Um, anybody that hasn't done so, I would truly appreciate it if you would take a second and rate the show wherever you listen to it, especially on um, Apple Podcast. Anybody listening, and I know the numbers are doing pretty good or that, uh, you know, the number of listeners that I pick up from Apple Podcast, it might be the leader now in just a month or so month and a half of me being over putting the show over on apple podcast uh but it would be great that if you do listen to it there if you took a moment to rate the show and leave a quick review this really would help me out in shaping you know future episodes and what stuff to what topics to talk on and you know what guests to seek out and so on and so forth it also allows anybody else going through and looking at you know different titles and different podcasts uh to to listen to it could influence others to check out the show also you know uh, you know if if you if you if you like what i'm doing over here please share the show to your circles or you know mention it to somebody else so that i could possibly grow a uh you know a community so uh nobody listens to them to those requests but i have to throw them in there so i'd appreciate it though um intro stuff intro stuff this is all going to kind of tie together uh with the shooting of uh dante wright in minneapolis a couple of weeks ago before the verdict of the chauvin case Derek chauvin case um another update on a coworker who kind of rubbed me the wrong way with something related to Dante, right? A picture that they wanted to post on uh, Facebook with their, uh, brazen blue lives matter allegiance. Um, and then just, um, following up on an episode or two ago with my cycling, uh, experience journey or whatever. Um, I, I made it out the, uh, this past week on Tuesday night, I did my first ride with the local Major Taylor Cycling Club chapter. And then yesterday, Saturday, I actually went out to another uh, organized ride, the Saturday morning ride, uh, and just learned some um, some some different things. I'll get into that. So the, 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 the situation with the co-worker, former co-worker it's it's crazy that people would go out i mean that you look on your social media and you look at you know you get a chance to see or to get an idea how the people that you work with how they really think and how ill-informed they are how influenced they are how conditioned they are how racist they are how uh they don't give a shit about the things that you care about how you guys might be on completely in completely different worlds it happens despite what some hosts and some figures, you know, some, some black pro-black and the black power people and, and media people, uh, you know, a lot of us work alongside others who don't, who, you know, it's a stark contrast in what our views are towards the day-to-day shit in this country. Uh, so the one thing this this person has been notorious with putting all these different, uh, memes up they don't even have any real thought on the shit they just throw the meme up just throw the throw the grenade over the wall and blow some shit up and don't care about what the collateral damage is but this person had a picture this week of dante wright in a hoodie taking a picture uh two or three pictures of him with uh a firearm with a pistol and um Basically, you know, when you just throw a meme out there without any commentary on it, with any real comment, and I think the caption of it, or maybe it was a, the, the person who they shared it from, it says something like, this is the post of Dante Wright that they don't want you to see. And, and like, it's been removed from Facebook a couple of times that they put it up because nobody wants you to know the truth about this kid. Um, you know, this is just the ignorance of shit. To be out here on some blue lives matter shit. um and it's 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 the reason why you know you gotta look around and and not fuck with people the fact that you know who doesn't have a picture on social media holding a gun you have gun enthusiasts who have pictures of them with all kind of uh rifles, fire, you know, handguns, shit with all kind of mold, mods and attachments on it, uh drums, extended, what they call, extendos, extended magazines and shit. Like who doesn't? I might be the only person without this shit. So this kid was doing something dumb at some point and you know, took these pictures, and now that should be factoring in into basically this justifies him being shot and killed a couple of weeks ago for a traffic stop. That's basically what this this former co-worker of mine is. That's their uh, summarization of the whole shit. Hey, he took this picture on uh line with the gun, he's a crook, he should have been killed. That's the thinking behind this this shit. Um so and like I said, with a lot of these situations, man, and, and, and it's the playbook, you know, and that's that's what the a lot of the people with this conservative shit, this this Republican shit, you know, the Libs do their shit too. I told you I'm not I ain't rocking with either side of it. But to go out there and 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 to tear down this this, this young man, it's biracial kid, by the way father a young 20 year old father um you know to go make it like it's, it was okay to kill him or you shouldn't waste any time being concerned about whether his shooting whether it was a just shooting or not doesn't matter he took this picture here's the real him ignore everything that you saw that was that took place in the video when he was shot and killed ignore all of that And just look at the fact that he had these pictures up on his social media page. That's all you need to know about him. He was a piece of shit. Typical black kid. You should have no feelings for him. Kill them all. Blue lives matter. That's basically what the the shit said. Um so that's that. Now what uh, this ties into this whole major Taylor experience because I told you a couple episodes ago and and I've been talking about this on it's always personal. If you go back to the black individualism episode um where something it was I used the acronym like I am not your nigga or I don't want to be your nigga. And and going into this second season of riding uh, of cycling trying to get my fitness together and drop some weight and so on and so forth and and seeing cycling as being a very viable way to do it i was going to give this 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 major taylor cycling club a shot i was going to show up to a couple of rides and see you know whether it was beneficial for me it's 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 a little it, it it adds more it makes staying committed a little bit more difficult cuz i actually have to drive over to the to the to the place where they meet up to start the rides whether it is tuesday and thursday night and then saturday is is a is a 25 minute ride uh the tuesday and thursday night is like a 10 or 15 minute ride to go meet up uh so i said that before you know it's difficult to 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 stay committed to all of this stuff if it's if it's just not really if it doesn't fit into your schedule right and that's one reason why a lot of us get into bad shape with our body weight and with our fitness is because we don't manage our time well and trying to eat better eat right trying to uh to work out consistently all of that basically comes down to time management but we do what we we spend our time and our money with the shit that we truly love or actually it's the shit that's easiest for us to do is what it what it boils down to. But um one thing that was on the back of my mind and in looking into this group was like I don't want to encounter no bullshit. And I damn sure don't wanna encounter no nigga shit. Like I wanna go do something that's really focused on cycling and there to be people there acting like normal people. What i define as normal people i don't want to be there on no nigger shit, for real and i kind of had an idea with the age and the, the number of uh females involved the number of women involved that i've seen in a lot of the pictures i had a pretty i was pretty confident that i wouldn't encounter that and i was pleased first ride you know tuesday night i showed up um diverse crowd like three or four other brothers you know all range. know. I, I it might have been one guy that was younger than me um seemed like mostly married men um you know from 40 from 42 to maybe shit 60 maybe one white female about my age an older white guy i think he's getting ready to retire or something Gr- you know silvery gray hair guy um one black female, uh, late sixties. Um, so that was kind of the group. Got a good ride in, you know. Uh, got to work on my my pace, you know, my average uh, miles per hour, distance. Got some new scenery, some new. Got familiar with a little bit of uh, some different routes to ride on the bikeway, and then on the way back, uh, we ended up taking some country roads back into the city. Uh, and riding on the road is is pretty much, you know, the next one of the steps that you go through if you get into city. Si- you you know, and that's the thing with cycling. You don't have to be all that serious. You don't have to have the best gear. You don't have to get all the tech shit. You don't have to join any clubs. You can go out there and do whatever you want to do and and have some, and probably have some improvement with your fitness just you can have any kind you can get a bike off the rack at walmart or target or whatever you really don't have to take it to where i've chosen to take it um so even the fastest the two fastest guys uh it was all you know encouraging and uh it was cool. I was comfortable, no pressure, no nothing, you know, just enjoyed it. Thursday night, the Thursday night ride got canceled. I didn't really have the schedule for it anyway, but it got canceled. I believe, uh, cause of weather. And then Saturday I was looking forward to it all week because it was more, uh, looking at the, the, they have the ride scheduled on meetup, on the meetup app or just meetup.com or whatever. Uh, but looking at that one, it was—I knew that it was riding out into some country roads that I'm not familiar with. Uh, Trotwood is like far west Dayton, I want to say, and you quickly get out into some very rural areas. And so, um, I wanted to see, you know, what the what the ride was about. What, you know, what was this group of the Major Taylor people? And quick, quick aside, uh, Major Taylor was actually a a black man back in like the late 1800s, going into the the 1900s, uh, who was like a champion uh, bike racer. And he was from Indianapolis, I believe. But he was a world champion cycling, a world champion cyclist. And all of these clubs across the country, you know, bear his name. And the thinking was that it, this was like something for African-Americans or black cyclists. But it's it's really not. I'll get to that in just a second. So they they organize rides. There's insurance involved when you go on the rides that you can t- you can you can hear all of this on the, the guest that I had a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but basically, it's the same shit if you went to go do CrossFit. And to take advantage or tap into that whole community type situation and somebody that holds you accountable uh, maybe help you out with your motivation it's a way to learn how to do different you know preventative maintenance and and upkeep on your bike repairs Uh, it's a way to what equipment to buy what type of bikes could you buy uh, the camaraderie you stop and have lunch or coffee different distances different speeds it's really no downside to it in my opinion okay so saturday i get out there yesterday and completely different group and really it's only three people that showed up and i was the fourth uh but i pull up two older white guys and then a younger white guy probably about my age and i'm like oh, okay this is this is different and i'm gonna be <laughs> keeping it funky i'm like the brothers from tuesday night screwed me like they didn't tell me you know this is different it's a different uh it's a different vibe it's a different group uh but i was i was uh you know disarmed i was put at ease rather as soon as i got over to him like are you guys major taylor the one guy he actually had on a major taylor riding kit so i I knew i was with the right people um and i'm not looking at them like these white people they can't possibly whatever i just was like are you major taylor so um they immediately asked me, like, they asked me about some of the guys that I met Tuesday night. Where are they? They asked me, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, I'm not a regular, but I do. I did remember some their name, everybody's names. And I was like, I thought those guys were coming, but uh, apparently, you know, they're not here. Um, So what's up? So like I said, man, we just, we got on the bikes, man, and went out in these country roads. We didn't ride on any bike paths. We didn't get on the bike ways whatsoever uh the one thing that i was concerned about and i'm including these details in case anybody looks into this stuff uh but with it being a group of three or four i don't want to get left behind and i I know what my i know what riding level i'm at and being out here in these you know these country roads i don't want to be left behind and all of that was you know that was never an issue um some guys rode up you know 100 yards uh, you know 100 yards or more ahead of me it was one guy that was you know a quarter mile back uh we just rode we regrouped from time to time and then we got to the uh to the to the to the halfway point or the turnaround point uh had coffee at this coffee shop out in this this rural neighborhood community um again i'm at ease and um you know just getting food just chop it up basically uh the one dude said something promising the guy that had on the major taylor kit said he went from like 300 pounds down to 210. so uh that definitely caught my ear also what i wanted to tie back in with the whole dante Wright thing is that um I've said this before but i think we really could do a lot better with who we spend our time with and and who introduces different experiences or different subjects different expectations different outlooks um again whatever was going on in dante wright's life to have him taking this picture and it looked like he was either drinking or maybe even smoking so i'm i'm assuming that like his eyes were a little glassy or something but i I thought i could be wrong but why are you taking this picture with this gun what do you need a gun for who are you hanging with what's your what are you trying to do with your life at 20 years old and you're a father why did you make the decision that you made to try to wiggle out of that situation and get back in your car and drive off what's what's going on with you with your with your thinking um so again i don't know how helpful it is i don't know how beneficial it is a lot of this shit that is popular in the black community Now i'm sounding like candace owens but People don't want to talk about this shit. People don't want to acknowledge it. People just want to keep talking about a lot of black people, just want to keep talking about white people and racism. But maybe we aren't exposing young black people to better shit than, than the new Big Meech series that 50 cent is developing uh big Meech, black mafia family the new series that'll be coming to stars i saw the book of power or whatever power the book of canaan or whatever whatever it is i saw that i saw some shit for that maybe it's time to leave some of that shit alone like you've been a lot of us have been focusing on that shit for the last 20 years or more yeah 30 years a lot of us have been focusing on the popular subject matter and things and a lot of these the best-selling rap music and maybe it's time to get beyond that <coughs> maybe you know, maybe so. I don't want to hold it up. That's that's kind of where, like I said, getting out and talking the stuff that I was talking about uh, for site. And it's, it's, it's other shit to get into. Maybe it's golf. Maybe it's CrossFit. Maybe um, now nah, you have motorcycle clubs out there. That's a big thing in the black communities. Is motorcycle clubs some of them ain't all on the up and up some of them are really just fucking with bikes with, mo- with, with, with with motorcycles involved it's a way to meet chicks bitches hoes some of the, some of it's the same shit. now you do have some different clubs out there that are different some of this shit is encouraging you to get on a bike drink and get on a bike party and get on a bike and then fight the other the the other club members of the other club that's the reality of the shit that is a part of it so it just comes down to as individuals where where do you want to spend your time what do you want to listen to what do you want to learn about what experience experiences do you want to have what are you doing that's really beneficial for you and what is harmful for you what is really a lifestyle versus what is a death style if you really looked at it clearly so eh, you know i was in bowling leagues uh i was in the gym you know it was it was N-Words in, in the gym. It was ninjas in the gym that pushed me away from the gym, to be honest with you. Um, so, that, like I said, that's that's kind of where I was going, man. I I, I feel like um, this whole Dante Wright situation, which many people will move on from, I don't know what's going on with that former officer, Kimberly Potter, who resigned. Um... You see the situation with Andrew Brown Jr. in North Carolina, you know, not a lot of positive shit or productive shit came out of those, that storyline or that story this week. See what happens. But in the midst of all of that, don't forget to get out here and enjoy your life, live and find ways and identify ways to live better. You know, um, You know, something like cycling is promoting better well, you know, better well-being, better health, uh, weight management, healthier life, healthier lifestyles. So it's a lot to it. So check all that out. Hey, I'm running out of time. Check out this interview. I might come in on the other side and do an outro, possibly. I think there was one other thing that I had to get to, but um, that's that. Check out this interview with the Zone Boxing's Reyes.
1: On the Zone, we did plenty of uh, interviews that were on the Zone platform. So we're not new to the Zone. We're just—it's a new show. It's called the the Zone Boxing Show now. Okay. So for those that have the DAZN platform, you might have, you know, you might have seen the Ock and Barack show, jabs with Chris and Sir uh, and Sergio Mora boxing with Chris Mannix. So now it's going to be all one show. It's going to be called the DAZN Boxing Show, and Akon Barack myself and my co-host Barack will be the help, the host, the lead host of that show, and okay. it's going to involve all the other parties. Okay. So uh, because of time and um, availability for DAZN to shoot other things. Just uh, the Sirius XM platform didn't really work out uh, anymore because we, you know, in order to be live from 12 to 2 Eastern Time, you have to be home. You have to be by the equipment to be live. And that's hindering a lot of other stuff that we have to do. Uh, the zone is now in over 200 countries. So the focus now is more of a global audience opposed to just America. But we, I mean, Sirius, we've been. Working with Sirius since 2015, so we've been dealing with them for six years. Their family. We still might do certain specials with Fight Nation. So we didn't, you know, it wasn't. Uh, it's not that serious didn't want us on the air no more. We just didn't really have the time to be able to do both, and so we're focusing on the zone now only.
0: Okay, okay. Um, well, getting to the taking a look at that Showtime schedule. Uh, you know, that is the biggest news in in, in boxing kind of at the moment. The last 24 hours. Just uh, any thoughts on it in terms of, um, you know, excitement for boxing fans?
1: Yeah, I mean, me personally, to be frank, I'm not excited about any of those fights. (laughs) But obviously, I, I I will watch it. I mean, I will watch all the fights as part of my job to cover the sport. And I'm happy that all of those guys are getting paid. Outside of Gamboas so I don't understand How he's still getting Another payday Yeah I'm um, with you on it, that it's, one It's pretty disgusting to me I don't know if he knows Somebody's secrets Or something like that But after the survival he was in with Tank And then with Devin Like I think there's so many Other guys that deserve A payday uh, And uh, an opportunity To fight Chris Colbert So I, I don't know That's That fight I'm, I'm, I'm confused about Now the other fights Look You know, Charlo brothers aren't fighting guys that we really want them to fight, but they're just trying to stay busy. And you know the business. It's not easy to make the fights that everybody wants. Um, I think the... uh, Outside of that, man, I like the Donier fight. Uh, Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, that that should be an entertaining fight. Um, David Benavidez, that should be an easy win for him. I mean, no disrespect to you know, to his opponent, but I think that they're doing whatever they can. Like they're they're making the fights that that they can make. So yes, it's good for boxing fans, but um am I excited? No. I'm excited about Devin Haney and Linares. I'm excited about Ryan Garcia and Fortuna, all right. And it's not because those fights are the zone on the zone, but those are real tests. Like you know, fighters that we really know and um there's a it's just there's a there's a lot there's a lot of other fights that i'd rather see but no disrespect to show you know what i mean i've always showed them love they showed us love one thing about ock and brock even being on his own since 2018 we talk we sit down with all fighters from all platforms right, right? we sat down with loma with fury you know with Bub, with guys from pbc danny errol so we, we're not biased to the zone we're a boxing show so I'm being frank, just how I personally feel. I don't, I don't think it's the, the best uh, schedule, but nevertheless, it's a schedule. So it's good for boxing fans.
0: One of the benefits of the zone, you know, and I think it's been, I think the argument has been well made, terribly received at times, but the value of uh, the zone, and I think Eddie's reiterated that enough, you know, constantly. And like I said, it's just kind of. Hasn't been as well received as I would have thought in the states, but yeah. but um, to see and like you said, we understand the business, but to see uh, Javante on pay per view versus um, Bar- uh, Mario Barrios, I mean, it's a good fight. I mean, and it's intriguing because of Javante moving up, but again, to pay seventy five dollars for that, I just
1: yeah. I mean, there's no secret that. You getting the most value at the zone for a hundred dollars a year. Pay a hundred bucks for a year, right? To get, um, you know, AJ fights, Canelo fights, and obviously, you know, original program like our original programming like I was showing other things on there. It's, it's a no brainer. It's problem is with most people they don't. Um, they look at it as a commitment, oh, you know, and uh, not realizing that they're spending more money elsewhere uh, paying per fight, right? Right. But if you're a boxing fan, yeah, it's a, it's a no-brainer. Uh, but you're but, paying $14
0: a month for Showtime or 13 whatever it is. Now, yeah, you,
1: you got to pay for that subscription as well. And, and obviously, they, you know, they don't have fights often. But it's not, you know, America is important, but the zone is... Also focusing on on a global audience, there are other countries that are subscribing to the platform all over the world. So it's doing well globally. Maybe I mean, not as great as they would want to do in America, but they're, they're, the subscriptions are going in America. But like I said, it, it, it's more of a, of a global type of target now. Gotcha. I saw last week
0: where the uh, the Jaron in his fight, which was a uh, you know Jaron is one of or Ennis is one of the the, the names that were all very excited about uh but the showtime numbers were came out and you know i think it it averaged around 190,000 or something or peaked at 190 whatever whatever but that's i believe out of like 27 million subscribers i guess when we look at numbers like that it kind of leads to what we saw with the the showtime schedule like you said they're doing the best they can but yeah have you guys um been in discussions to kind of uh to discuss I think when the zone came in there was thoughts that you know there could be this million plus subscribe monthly subscribers. We see that did materialize. Have you guys been in any discussions about uh, subscribers numbers and how to drive those and just looking at the reality of the situation in terms of boxing fans, uh diehard boxing fans maybe in the States?
1: Yeah, I mean, look during this time you know after this pandemic you know a lot of people are still living off of unemployment so it's it's not the best time to get somebody to commit 20 bucks a month or 100 dollars a year but well, with that being said um yeah w- there are a lot of numbers out there that are inaccurate about uh the subscriptions the, in the US there are many subscribers on the platform and uh I'm not to discussing getting to those details you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying because right. I'm not allowed to but Just know that the numbers are a lot better than people are saying in terms of America. Globally, I mean, the zone has millions of subscribers globally. Millions.
0: Okay. And I know, you know, boxing is a portion of the sports content that's, I know in different markets, I believe there's different uh, sports that are available to that specific market and whatnot. So I, I understand
1: kind of the model and everything in America there's so many other things ahead of boxing exactly NFL NBA MLB NHL so many other things that get more coverage than boxing Um, you know more games just bigger more popular sports so boxing is low on the totem pole in America in terms of popularity so you got to consider that, you know. Other parts of the world, boxing is more on the forefront.
0: And those numbers in some of those other for those other leagues are struggling right now as well. You know, yeah, yeah. Truth be told, Absolutely. um, is the the zone uh is the, is a is a zone schedule in the works for you know the summer or after May eighth, I guess, would kind of be the big tent pole event. But um, yeah, is that kind of contingent on what's going on with AJ and Fury?
1: Yeah, that's contingent on, on what's going on with a few fights. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, you know, a, a, as of now, you guys saw Devin Haney fight schedule, uh, um, Ryan Garcia's fight schedule. Those are two fights. You have uh, So maybe the schedule is not laid out the way the zone, I mean, the way Showtime laid it out. But if you're a fight fan, you know what's going on. There's a schedule. You know, you have Andre this weekend. You know, you obviously have, Canello, um, big fight. Canelo coming up. Coming up. You, you got the Devin Haney's. You got the uh, Ryan Garcia's, um, and there are other couple of other fights that are going to be announced. So, if in the next few weeks you're probably going to have the same amount of fights announced that Showtime did. It just might be a little sporadically. Yeah. And, and obviously, the Fury, uh, Joshua, right, coming soon.
0: And I mean, I had to re up maybe in October. I think I had to re up for my annual thing with the zone uh you know obviously with me covering a lot of boxing on this show it's kind of a given for me to go on and check in for that for that year price but uh honestly man i mean the the uh going back to november maybe even mid-october to now it's kind of paid for itself in some regards so the rest of the year is kind of house money for me in, in some respects there you go um, is it possible, do you think, for the, uh, Demetrius Andre to be able to break through this weekend um, you know, with the with an
1: impressive win over Liam and Williams? Um, yeah, I think it is possible. I think I think Demetrius understands that he has to make a statement and not just win. And I think that that's that's the mindset that he that he has going into this fight. I think he's going his plan is to definitely stop Williams in a dramatic fashion because he understands that You know, clock is ticking, and not to his fault. He's wanted to. He's wanted to fight a lot of people, but um, there are a few, you know, little nuances that haven't helped him. So, a big statement, a big stoppage win on Saturday, I I think, would uh, you know, would would raise some eyebrows, and and he he should at some point be able to get a big fight.
0: Do you think him working uh, media the rounds lately? I saw he was on. Custer's show and uh you know he's he was able to get in what on one on maybe the uh the canelo broadcast or stream uh he's on on you guys uh, yeah, it's,
1: it's even on a stream it's still considered a broadcast so you're talking about the uh the uh the Callum Smith broadcast he was on that one on the DAZN Callum Smith broadcast right um yeah that helps obviously you know what I'm saying I mean all the stuff that he's doing helps you 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 a lot of these fighters have to understand that you know they have to profile raising your profile is very important and you 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 have to take the time to talk to these media outlets because you never know what clip is going to go viral what's going to help you what's going to be on instagram so you got to do reps and you you have to speak to people you can't just speak you know there's there's some guys that are just not outspoken they don't really like talking to media and they only want to they only do what they have to do during the fight week, you know, and that's cool if you're like that, but that's not going to help you in terms of your profile. You think Demetrius is, do you think his story
0: or his, his, uh, his candor, you know, it seems like he's growing comfortable with speaking his mind and it seems like it's starting to really resonate now. And we see, as Like you said as Some of these fights Are coming together We look at who the opponent is Of the guy that we would like To see Andre against And it kind of Kind of doesn't add up And then it's It's making what he's saying He's starting to be Preaching to the choir A little bit
1: yeah, yeah, yeah Yes and no I mean yeah That's all You know him talking And and expressing himself Is good But you got to do Most of your talking In the ring Right So he has to Make a statement In the ring Definitely. Right Before like You know You mentioned Boots Ennis earlier, he's he's not a a big talker, but whatever test has been put in front of him, he's taking the care of it in dramatic fashion. So he's doing his talking in the ring, and I'm not comparing the two because uh, you know obviously Jorana's not a champion yet. But what I'm saying is at this point, uh, Bubu is winning, but he has to win dramatically to really capture the fight fans' attention. The talk will cap. It will capture your attention for a moment while you're watching a clip, a sound bite. But what's really going to resonate with the fight fans or what they're going to hold on to is the last performance. So that's what he has to do tomorrow night: perform dramatic and and and, and have a stop, a dramatic stoppage. You think Williams can?
0: Um, I mean, he's an action guy. He's talked some good stuff. Uh, if he look, if, if Demetrius looks too good though, is is it kind of that double-edged sword that? It's just another Euro guy that came across the pond and didn't live up to
1: expectations. No, 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 no. I mean, at this point, at his age, there's no time for, oh, trying to not look so good to get a big (laughs) fight. Nah, uh, he has to look amazing to get the fight fan's attention because he is a champion, so people want to see him against the top dogs. Fight fans! Hardcore fight fans want to see Demetrius against Canelo, Triple G, and those guys, and Charlie. We all want to see that. We all know how competitive those fights will be. But the casual fans, whom are the most important in in, in building boxing, they have to want to see him against those guys. And the only way they're going to want to see him against those guys if he looks phenomenal. And dramatic in a fight, in that in that sort. So there's not there's no time for looking not looking too good. Nah, you gotta look great right now. Got gotcha. it. Keep going.
0: Is another kind of a. Uh, it's not the zone's fault, but uh, just the way that boxing fans kind of approach the sport uh, is it being completely overlooked the investment that the zone is making in these younger U.S. fighters, and it just it's proven that it takes time to build these guys. We have uh, OJ three tomorrow night. Uh, Ammo Williams just had a great win over Dennis Duglin. Uh, but again, come Monday morning, you know, Sunday morning, not a whole lot of time gets spent on those guys. But is that being overlooked as part of this, what the zone has tried to do in the States?
1: Yeah, I mean, it might be overlooked. I mean, I don't know by who, but it's just, it's not, it's not, nothing new. Main events did it, you know, with a lot of amateurs and Olympians back in the 80s and early 90s. So, I mean, if you're a promoter, and so so is Bob arrow If you're a promoter, you you have to get in that space. You have to get guys, find guys when they're still in the amateurs and, and, and build them up and build their profiles early. So I think Eddie's doing a phenomenal job. With that, obviously, um, you know, obviously, Punky Sean Davis, also on, on the card, Even though know, he just fought on a, a, a top man. rank card. He's still, you know, He's probably going to fight on some more zone cards. And um, um, also um, from Camden, New Jersey. Uh, oh, Ford. Yeah, Ford. Even though he didn't look great his last fight, you know, it happens. It's a learning, uh, um, <clears throat> learning experience that young fighters have to go to, and it and, and might make him better. So, you know, I mean, it might be overlooked by some people, but eventually, you know, when those guys start really making noise, um, it's going to pay off eventually.
0: And Ford, you know, to his credit, he looked excellent the previous fight. Maybe just came into that one riding a little too high and,
1: you know. Yeah, it could could have been. Yeah, maybe took his opponent too lightly, maybe feeling himself a little too much. But it, it, it's only totally natural, man. You know, you start getting some notoriety, you start looking good, you're gonna have a level of confidence. And, it, you know, it's not wrong with that. That's, that's just part of growing up. You know, he's a good kid, very talented. I see great things for him. I think this last fight is gonna put some fire on his ass and I think he'll be he'll look a lot better his next time
0: any idea who you would put on who who you would put your money on maybe to take that step forward first out of the younger guys on, on the roster
1: Um, you mean like to, to break out
0: yeah to kind of take that that significant step forward I mean you know Pacheco is out there uh, Ammo as I just
1: mentioned yeah uh, I, I would I would probably say Something maybe between Ammo Williams and uh, I don't know. I mean, because even though you know, even though Keyshawn is only fought two times, he just really impresses me. You know, <laughs> I mean, his style. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? His style impresses me. So I think he'll, I think he'll be on a fact, fast track to some big fights. Not that he's on, you know, fly past all the other guys. It's hard to say right now. You know, you still, you still haven't seen that. Defining fight with like, like a real journeyman test where these guys show that they're special. So I think there's still there's still the jury's still out on that. But all of those guys have talent. I, I'll probably know later in the year, which will probably be my best pick to, to break out to that next level. Okay.
0: Uh any interest? Uh, you know, we get this thriller fight coming up with uh Paul and Askren. Uh, the zone was very early with the whole youtubers celebrity whatever the non-boxing traditional whatever whatever um but what's your interest in kind of watching what triller is doing because obviously the next triller event is going to be the one with all eyes on it they brought peter khan in to be their boxing guy and whatnot so it looks like they're sticking around in combat sports uh what's your interest you know in in, in, in that process I mean,
1: look, obviously I'm going to watch these events, you know, um, and Trilla, they're trying to figure it out. They're spending a lot of money. You know, they got Justin Bieber, you know, Snoop Dogg and these guys on there. Um, Also, at the same time, though, like we spoke to Bud Crawford and other fighters, they really, they're not crazy about like a real boxing match having Snoop Dogg call their fights. (laughs) Because it, it, it just, it takes a little bit away from the seriousness of a real prize fight, right? But Triller's approach is just that, you know, this is what people are gonna watch. (laughs) You know, you want eyeballs on the fights. Forget about how a fighter feels, and I understand that, it's business. So I think Triller's obviously making some noise. They did numbers with Floyd and Mike, but you know, that had a lot to do with Mike and, and Roy Jones, sorry, Roy Jones, because you know, they're legendary names. So we'll see what the numbers do with you know, Jay Paul, I'm excited to see that fight I actually want to see Ben Askren and Jay Paul I think Jay Paul is going to punish um, Ben Askren, uh, Askren I think it's going to be an easy fight for him um, But I'm, I'm really interested in seeing How the broadcast is put together For the TF fight Which is a real championship boxing match And um, I'm curious to, I mean, I, I, we would even like Be interested in doing some work with Trilla Because we're, we're going to be non-exclusive now um, with the zone so we're able to work on other platforms so you know you might see us on, on a trailer card you know what I mean so okay so we're, we're, we're look anybody that's bringing eyeballs to boxing it's uh, um, it's a good thing you know what I mean so but I'm not gonna put too much energy into this particular YouTube fight uh, well it's I don't wanna disrespect those guys and call it a YouTube fight cause uh, Jake Paul is a professional fighter he's fought two times and um just like a, you know anybody can be a professional fighter. If I wanted to go get a license and fight, I can. Uh, I, I won't I won't disrespect Jake and say he's not a professional fighter. He's a pro fighter with two fights. So I'm not I want to watch that fight, but I'm more interested in watching how they you know how they lay out the tier female card.
0: Yeah, that's kind of my interest. because um, like I said, I think that'll truly mark like their entry into, rec- you know, full on boxing.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I agree.
0: Okay. So pivoting, man, over to, uh, you know, your story. You and, um, what you know, your your, your partner uh, in crime, so to speak, uh, Barack Best, were able to do. Man, like I said, I I have to uh, salute you guys, man. I, I've i had uh, serious XM for years. Uh, and right as you guys kind of came online... With the uh with the with the daily show with fight nation i kind of been growing vocal about and I don't want to be disrespectful to to the commission Randy Gordon and Jerry Cooney but I just think um I wanted something that I could relate to a lot more I think right. they're they're setting their ways they do a great job at what they do uh and it, it fits their their ages and whatnot and, and and they've been holding it down I think it's eight or nine years that that show has been running
1: yeah, it, at least 10 years
0: yeah so but like i said for me uh you guys came in and brought the variety that i was looking for you included the uh you know on on bite down boxing i told you when we met in uh or earlier when we talked after meeting in uh, dc i do an article or a column where i i uh i take different rap songs and relate them to either a fighter or a specific uh, fight that's coming up in boxing from time to time when I get inspired I do it Right, right. Uh, and, and so for you guys to incorporate hip hop I think hip hop does wonders for marketing damn near everything that goes on in the country and I just think uh, you guys' connection with, uh, with fighters uh, you know Gordon has this thing out there with Adrian uh, Broner I don't think that's a good look for Gordon but he's on it uh, right. You guys seem to be able to make that connection, and I, I thought you guys really expanded, uh, you know, the, the coverage of boxing and, and, and the following of the sport.
1: Yeah, appreciate that, man. I mean, look, we love Randy and Jerry. You know, they, they've accepted us with open, open arms back in 2015 when we came to Sirius, and credit to Marissa Revis, program director at Sirius, who wanted to bring that component to the, her channel, wanted to incorporate hip-hop culture, and uh, allowed us to be ourselves. Look, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, so was Barack, so... Um we we are going to be part of the culture. It's, it's what we grew up with, fashion, you know, lifestyle, hip hop. So um, same thing with the zone. They, they they gave us the opportunity to be ourselves. It's what they wanted to bring to the sport. So yeah, we're we're gonna continue to push that envelope, which is why we created the pull-up, you know, to to so people can have a, a certain level of respect for fighters, you know, for risking their lives in these trolls. You don't need to have a little intervention every now and then so a lot of fight fans been asking for the pull-up again so just just know that it's coming back really <laughs> soon it'll be a big surprise real soon with who we're going to do it and it's going to be more often so um yeah i mean look i appreciate the you know the, your your compliments and we, we definitely didn't come to try to push anybody out we just wanted to add to the channel and i believe we succeeded at that and it created a lot of other opportunities for us i mean and shot the 50 cent um we worked with him for two years on this is fifty dot com, which also really, really uh um kind of connected the two worlds together, boxing and hip hop, obviously with his platform and him being an icon. in hip hop, um it made a lot of sense and, and we got a, we got some good notoriety being on his platform as well. Do you feel you you
0: guys or is this not even a concern of you guys, but do you feel that you you guys broke through i see a lot of guys in my space that just looked at you guys as uh newbies or newcomers or uh casuals or something and i'm like have you listened to the program because your brother boxed you had some amateur fights and whatnot barack yeah, that there's
1: nothing casual about us right um but it comes with the territory right so here's here's a problem with with our people um so, first off, I've been involved in sports since so I was five years old. I fought 75 amateur fights, I mean, I fought regionals, nationals, and uh, my brother was signed to Don King at four years old. Barack's been a fight fan and a martial artist for years, right? So, um, there's nothing casual about me, but because our people are used to seeing certain broadcasters, certain boxing analysts look a certain way, speak a certain way, right? Um, they get them automatically credibility, right? Now, when you look at somebody that looks like you or comes from your your same communities, right, or that can that can relate to you, you you know a lot of our people say to themselves, "Nah, how can he make it there? Like, I I'm not, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm not given that opportunity, or I can't see somebody that looks like me in that position. So, but they, you know, just I don't know if it's uh. It's, it's almost like a self-hate thing, right? Definitely. So, so, so they can't see themselves in that position, so they can't accept us in that position, right? So then what comes out is hate. What comes out is um, disrespect, trying to discredit somebody, not really knowing, not even really listening to the program like you mentioned. It, so you could understand, you know, the knowledge that we bring to the table. Um, th- they don't even go that far. It's just they're looking at the surface, like look at how they dress, And and, and not not that we don't, you know, articulate ourselves well. It's just there's a certain aura that we bring to the table, table, a a vibe, right? Right. That they just can relate to and they can't understand that it's being respected on that level. Which is sad, but it's the reality. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um,
0: One thing that I heard with, with Jamel Hill and Michael Smith going to... The big show on ESPN, the six o'clock Sports Center. After that fell apart, I, I think you guys talked to Jamel before.
1: I thought maybe yeah. We no, we spoke. We, yeah, we spoken to to everybody, you know. So we spoken to Jamel and Jamal before.
0: Yeah. Uh, one thing that they mentioned were uh, after that fell apart, you know, uh, was that. The planning for that show really didn't go down on the level that it needed to for them to be successful, and they started hitting their. You know, they started being rejected by mainstream sports fans. They might have been adding a little too much sauce too quickly for that situation. I just wonder with with you guys coming into this situation. I did listen to the to the discussion between you and Marissa and and, and Barack on your final week. Um, how did you guys go about putting the show together and and laying all of that groundwork for you guys to hit the ground running as seamlessly as it appeared to look you mean when we first started at Sirius no when you first started uh the Akin Barack show on Fight Nation
1: oh the uh the zone when the zone and Sirius XM merged together Yes. Zero, uh, yeah I mean that was uh I mean it was seamless as we had we had already worked on on Sirius XM before you know in 2015 Barack and I hosted a a show that was once a week called the Hype Men back in 2015, and we also did a lot of radio roles and specials for them. So we weren't new to radio. Okay. So um, it, the only thing we were doing, we started doing a three-hour show instead of a two-hour show. So and now, where was, a, a, where was the Hype Men? Where
0: was the Hype Men?
1: I never saw it, it. It was on. It was on the channel. Used to be called. Uh, Rush 93 first. Okay. Before it was Fight Nation it, on 156, it was Rush 93. So it was it was on that same channel. Okay. okay. Um, one day a week, two hours a day, Tuesdays from 6 to 8. So um, we had experience with radio. So it was pretty seamless. I mean, we, we just had to adjust to the three hours. Uh, Ty joined the team. We had already worked with Josh for years. Ty brought a great component to the you know, to the show, him knowing hip hop and knowing culture coming in and out of break. He, he brought some great tip So Marissa put a great team together. So that was pretty, pretty smooth, man. It was it was actually uh, um, a lot smoother than, than we anticipated. You know, we, we hit the, the ground running right away when we started in 2019, at, you know, for, with the Akim Barak show. So were there any nerves
0: for you at first uh, with going to this three hour format and, and, and primarily dealing with boxing? Uh any was well, there I heard you guys uh, Marissa was talking about you guys weren't like professionally trained or radio trained and whatnot and there was some some growing yeah, no, areas no, no. there.
1: Well, well, what she was referring to was the hype man. She was referring to oh, 2015 2015. Okay, she mentioned okay. about she looked back on on that we weren't polished. She wasn't talking about the Ack and Barack show that started 28. She's talking about 2015 when we first Came to SiriusXM for the first time doing national radio. Okay, okay. so that, that that's kind of the soundbite she was listening to and referring to. But 2019 when we started the Rock Show, the Daily Show. No, that, that was that was pretty smooth. I mean, we there were there weren't any really nerves. It's it's not easy to talk about boxing five days a week, three hours a day when there aren't that many fights. But that's why. You know she was confident that we'll be able to bring up other topics things outside of boxing to kind of fill those gaps when they weren't busy fight weeks but we you know we were able to maintain so no we were we were nervous about that you know when barack and i get into a zone you know it's just like we had the crib popping smack talking boxing so so we weren't worried about that but you know we there were challenges on slow fight weeks but you know with the team that we had with josh and ty we, we made it work
0: uh, do you think that just being on the platform uh you know when you start reaching out to these fighters and, and contacting guys do you think that was part of the success of the show because um, me i kind of got a balance getting into the gossip which is my least favorite aspect of boxing um but you guys are able to often able to go directly to the source of a lot of these uh you know controversies or or contentious, you know, aspects of the game, you guys can go right to it and don't have to really st- stay down in the mud of arguing any side of any of this stuff. You just go right to the guys, do you think that's been a that was a benefit or that's a benefit in being in
1: your position? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's absolutely. It's a combination of being on a on a national platform it makes it easier to book a guest, but yeah, there are a lot of times where PR people and even networks or promoters kind of didn't want fighters to be on our network but we have such a great relationship with fighters that we're still able to get them on because the one rule that a lot of these media personalities got to understand even like up-and-comers and and people that are aspiring to 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 cover boxing um they got to understand that relationships is worth more than a soundbite right or one viral clip so barack and i have never burned any bridges we're honest and we'll give an honest opinion on a fighter or a topic, but we don't disrespect fighters. And when you disrespect a fighter, you know you burn a bridge, and it's you know you, it's hard. It's gonna be hard for you to get this guy in your show or to have a real conversation with you. So we always kept a certain level of respect. And you know, working with Fifty and, and early on with Serious, we developed so many great relationships with all the fighters. So it's been it's been a blessing to be able to. Either core, Bud, Crawford, Danny Garcia, you know, um, AJ, any of these guys, to 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 be on our show or, or to do something for us, because we built those relationships. So yeah, having great relationships help, and I won't deny that being on a platform like the Zone and SiriusXM that didn't hurt either. You know, it makes it makes it a little bit easier to get these guys. But relationships is the number one thing you guys need to focus on.
0: I was wondering about you guys after the whole situation uh, jumped off. When the when the relationship got really, really rocky or or just completely crumbled between the Lopez team, Lopez Teofimo and his father and Top Rank, I was wondering was there any pushback with you guys, with them maybe sending some younger fighters over to your platform? Because I didn't know if Top Rank and we saw with the email from Todd the Buff they could be a little take things a little personal. I don't know. You know, did, do you feel that there was any I mean, pushback?
1: We had, after that, we had Shakur on, we had Herring on, you know, we had Frampton on. So, no, that the people at top rank are very professional. Evan Korn that deals with PR and those other guys, they understand that, you know, we're giving a fighter a platform to express himself. It's, you know, we're not telling the fighter what to say, right? You know, if he's expressing himself that way, we're just giving him the opportunity to. So... There's no way they can fault us for that. And for the most part, we've been supporting, even on a D-Zone platform, we've been supporting top rank fights and fighters for years. Exactly. So there's no way, because of that one interview, they're going to fault us uh, um, and ignore all that we've done for top rank. Yeah. in terms of promoting fights. You
0: know? Yeah. you I just didn't know, you know, some of the younger fighters, if there was any pushback on, you know, we don't want these guys getting too far out away from home base, so to
1: speak, and being influenced in any kind of way. No, I mean, no, the only younger fighters that you could think of would probably be Edgar Berlanger. You know, he's been on our show several times. Right. Shakur, is, he's a friend of ours, so we, we, we won't have an issue having Shakur on. So, no, there hasn't been no pushback on young fighters being on the Akin Rock show, even after the uh, Fimo thing. Gotcha. That was their mess that they created. <laughs>
0: Well, that's what I'm saying it, it, the kind of the pettiness although it was real business I think with the buff sending an email about stay out of our please stay out of our purse bid I just didn't know kind of what else was going on behind the scenes uh, we, yeah. we got a question from the chat though appreciate you Marty for checking in uh, but has his question is has Barclays passed up MSG for uh, best boxing venue
1: I, I mean look MSG is a historic boxing venue you know, and there's been historic fights. I, I wouldn't say it's past it, but in the last, you know, last eight years or so, Barcl- and before the pandemic, pre-pandemic, Barclays, the Barclays Center has been, uh, had more fights than, than the Guard in the last eight years. A lot of mega championship fights. So, you know, it, it, it's a great race, but it's, it's hard to compete with MSG. Gotcha.
0: Um, what's your favorite achievement on the show? Uh, on, on the Akhenbarak, uh, you know.
1: Um, I don't know, man. It's, it's just so much to 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 think about. That's a loaded question. You know, there's a lot of look. I mean, in, in terms of boxing, you know, when we first got the opportunity to uh to to host a national radio show, even one day a week at Sirius, so we weren't getting paid a ton of money, but to get that opportunity that was a big accomplishment you know that that was huge to us but then that just you know that just even motivated us more you know uh first time we you know we 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 flew to london and and sat down with aj in sheffield you know england uh to 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 discuss his bavekin fight and um you know, first time we, we we went over to San Diego to shoot at Canelo's house and give him a makeover, you know, for the one of the first episodes up on, on The Zone. There were so many, so many milestones and so many great moments that I can't really pinpoint one, but the first one that comes to mind is the first time we've ever got an opportunity to, to um, host on SiriusXM in 2015. That was a big deal, and... Uh, um, you know so many things has happened even working with 50 a lot, a lot of great moments i think i think recently probably would be Barack and myself co-hosting the entire Canelo broadcast with his fiance Kate Abdel, um during the Yildrum fight you know we 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 co-hosted an entire broadcast then we had Ryan Garcia on with us and then afterwards we said our be. so as of late i would think that would that was a great uh opportunity and a big accomplishment that, that we're proud of you know, being a part of that. You hear me, because we break. I had another call coming in. I would say that would be the most recent one. Being on that live Canelo fight broadcast was pretty, pretty dope. And we plan on being involved in a lot of other broadcasts, man. But there, there, there's so many great moments, you know, throughout this journey. You know, I'm writing a book called Passion Over Pension that should be coming out in 2022. And uh, the book is probably going to end uh, Around when we sign a deal With the zone And it's going to start from early on in my life So it, it, uh, it'll describe a lot This whole journey, the whole story So you guys can look out for that What are
0: you looking I'm at uh, or, or what's been the Personally, you know, your professional growth Being a broadcaster Sports broadcaster, however you want to look at it um, What's the area where you've seen yourself Improve, uh, you know the greatest and I'm just like you just mentioned you guys were on that uh, the the most recent stream that you guys did you guys got into your analyst bag a little bit more and uh, you're like oh okay now they're kind of taking some steps forward from just kind of moderating and hosting and now kind of switching on to some different roles so kind of what's been the growth for you the biggest
1: uh, growth in in yourself professionally I, I would say you know preparing for a show you know, when Barack and I first you know, started in this business, one thing that a lot of people said we had a lot of talent was we're going off the fly. Like we, we did a lot of interviews with no notes, no preparation, just off the wind, which people were really impressed with. And it was, um, it, it, it gave us, you know, it, it, uh, it showed our talent, but the, when you prepare properly, you can make it so much easier on yourself, right? And, and and when you have certain bullet points that you can go to and shoot to, if you have in front of you, um, it, it's just it, it makes your job easier and it makes you sound better. So I would say I grew, I've grown in in understanding how important preparation is, you know, for a broadcast, for a show, even for a daily show. You know, we have our moments where we're going to go off off script and do our thing, right? That's always going to be a part of what we do. But my growth personally has come with. Understanding how important preparation is, and and adjusting on the setting, right. So what you heard on a broadcast is not typically what you're going to hear on our daily show. It's a different type of vibe. So understanding the the the, the atmosphere and the position that you're in, what's the difference between the two, and uh, and uh, performing accordingly. So that that's my growth is preparation and being able to adjust in the setting.
0: <laughs> which they constantly give you uh, a hard time about on the, the preparation when you guys had the show that was a big Josh lot of that
1: a lot of that they were just played into the show right right, right. There, there were times i didn't prepare
0: <laughs> <laughs> no but what was what was the if you remember i can't remember the uh the analogy that you <laughs> threw out there to open up one of the shows uh or maybe it was the yielding fight and it was a, it was a certain analogy that you used uh, was like, look, I'm gonna tell you exactly what we're watching tonight, and uh, I, I just oh, thought it was a good moment oh, for you.
1: Oh, on the on the broadcast, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. My, what I threw out there was, um, you know, when you were, uh, you know, about great. It was about greatness. And, and Something like that. People, a lot of people expected, you know, Canelo to win, but you know, I wanted people to still enjoy it just like they do when LeBron. That's plays a, a, a first seed a, a team in the first round of the playoffs. You know LeBron and the Lakers are going to get past that team, right? But you're still going to watch it, you know, because you want to you watch greatness. You want to see him bang on somebody. You want to see him hit some threes. You want to see him, you know, give you a triple-double, triple right? Double. So we're going to tune in. So that's what I was saying. That's all that's Canelo is tonight. LeBron James in the first round of the playoffs. Just sit back and enjoy the show.
0: Yeah. I've Actually, I've echoed that same... Uh, those same sentiments and kind of defending boxing in some of the shows that didn't live up to expectations and that was one thing Thursday night football a couple of seasons maybe three or four years ago the Thursday night football games used to be horrible and very one sided and uh, and then like you said sometimes I'm a, I'm a Pistons fan uh, sometimes you know one of the, the high the Golden State Warriors would play the Pistons and it was done by the you know eight minutes into the game and I'm like we can't think that these situations aren't going to arise in boxing right. uh, you know and, and you, like you said I, I I thought that analogy really set the table for yeah we all know what this is but it's a part of the boxing sometimes these mandatories come in here it just happened to catch this very high profile boxer right. enjoy the moment and you know Jay Balvin and whatever do all of that um, yeah. another question from the chat appreciate you D-Lo 404 Boxing uh, to your knowledge, does the zone have any, any interest in putting Gary Russell Jr. on a card? Uh, if you can say, he said he I noticed that his name was absent when PBC released its Showtime lineup.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, I, I can't. I'm not liberty to say. I know there 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 was interest at at one point, you know, making a Devin Haney fight. Um, but as of late, I'm not um I'm not aware of an actual fight, like a solid fight that they have in mind. But I know Gary is open. He, he always expresses how he's a free agent and he's willing to fight on any platform. So I don't think it's something that, that can be ruled out. But as of now, nah, nah, there's nothing solid.
0: What'd you do with, with the... Because Gary popped up on one of the videos that you did prior to you know the, the whole pandemic slowing everything down. But he gave you guys a very... Uh, a, nah, I don't want to say crazy, but... It was a mic drop situation when he talked about one. Because we, we know Deontay had caught some 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 flack for the whole body comment. And then Gary Ru When you guys asked what moment did Gary Russell want to happen in the ring. And he was like he wanted to hit a guy full strength while he was totally defenseless to see what happened. And it was just
1: like hearing <laughs> hearing oh, uh, Gary Russell said that. I, I don't even to be honest. I don't even remember that
0: statement. Um, it, it was a wild moment because like I said, it was just like. Is he just trying to do some shock value here? I mean, you guys handled it well, but I'm like, damn, bro, you want to hit a dude while he's defenseless? You know, he was like, I want him to be hurt already, and I want to just full bore hit him, and it was kind of. Wow,
1: I, I, I never, I, I don't even remember that statement. I probably, I don't even remember how we responded to that. Yeah, it, it, it just caught me off guard. You no, know, we, we we did two hundred and oh, like two hundred and sixty shows in 2020, so sometimes some of them get lost <laughs> you know what i mean like you forget about it
0: was there any uh interview and it could be a non-burst a non-boxing uh figure you know if necessary but was there any interview for you guys that didn't happen that uh you know you had guys had a bunch of comedians on a lot of different actors yeah, uh yeah. so on and so forth so was there any get uh that didn't happen that you know was kind of like
1: damn um that's a good question. Uh, I send
0: out a dozen emails a week, man, and I I, I get you know ignored. So I, I'm just yeah, curious.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's rare to, to be frank. It's rare that we don't get a person that we wanted. If they're if they're doing like a press tour on Sirius XM, we usually get um everybody that we wanted. Um, but there, there there's somebody. There was like maybe one or two that, that that kind of fell through and didn't play out. Um, but it, it wasn't a boxing personality. It might have... Maybe it was Will Smith. Um, Oh, yeah. He got hot. He got hot Maybe it was was Will Smith and Martin when they were promoting uh, Bad Boys 3. Yeah. I believe he definitely wanted those guys, but that didn't pan out. It would probably be those two.
0: Okay. Um, And you kind of already hit on this uh, in the opening, but um, well, I guess... If you can share, um, you know, did the, the, the numbers that you guys were able to achieve uh, with the daily show, you know, did they exceed expectations? And um, you know, is there just this, this, this realization that, like I said, the vibe that you guys had, hip hop being incorporated, uh, it's just kind of unrivaled when it comes to marketing stuff.
1: Yeah, no, the numbers are great. I mean, we actually did. We made news every single week since we started the show, like news on all media, all sports media, whether it was Yahoo Sports, TMZ Sports, you know, uh, um, so many platforms that we made news on um, that it, it, it was pretty much never a dull week. So, you yeah, know, the numbers definitely exceed the expectation. I mean, they, the numbers and the success of the show has no nothing to do with us not being on serious anymore at all. It was it was all, it was based on the zone and us. So what's the outlook?
0: Uh, like you said, it'll be the the zone boxing show. I believe is what you said it'll be titled. Yeah.
1: Yep. The the zone boxing show.
0: What's kind of gonna? Can you give us any ideas on the uh, or, or any details on the format? Uh, is it, is it yeah, weekly? It's daily? Be,
1: uh, it's pretty much gonna be Barak hosting the entire show, but we're going to be throwing to other um talent on the platform whether it's chris maddox or moro or there might be a you know obviously eddie Hearn is going to do a week a weekly hit with us so there are going to be certain segments you know the standing eight opening bell uh, a promo is going to go out probably today okay. of the actual show so you'll be able to catch that on my social media boxing Ock, rocks the zones um and a press release or something so the show uh, premieres Monday, April nineteenth. The first show of the Zone Boxing Show will be this Monday coming up. So, um, uh, but there'll be some promotion for it this weekend for sure. Most likely, you'll see it on the Android broadcast as well. That's what I was thinking. Now, will this be an hour, hourly show? Uh, or? No, it, w- it would probably be like a thirty-minute show. Oh, thirty-minute, uh, weekly, daily, 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 Monday through Friday. Okay, it's gonna be a daily show. Yep. Now
0: is this um. It's kind of like a Voltron thing happening a little bit with all of the different pieces coming together in this one package.
1: Exactly. I mean, it's just sort of a little too much for the global audience, different boxing shows. So this, you know, puts everything together, consolidates everything and makes it clear where Because a lot of times you might, you have three boxing shows and you might have all three shows talking about the same thing, you know, so this way it, it, it kind of balances everything out. And, um, you know, Chris and Serge might You know, talk about a different story that Barack haven't touched. You know, Barack and I haven't touched on. So, I think it'd be a great, a a great union and nucleus that uh, people should the people are gonna enjoy. Any pressure here in
0: terms of uh, one of the complaints that I'd heard about, um, that I'd seen on social media was just there's no real reason or no major reason to access the the Zone app regularly, and you know, I need more than you know the fights and yada yada yada. is this part of, is, is part of the obje- objective of this show to, to kind of deliver that to subscribers? Yeah, I mean,
1: that's been the objective of when we, well, in 2018, when the when zone first signed us and we did the Sweet Sciences, which okay. was once a week. You know, that was the objective then. That's the objective uh, of the pull-up when it was out, you know, to have different content, original content uh, that, uh, that people will want to stay on. And uh, not want to cancel the subscription until another fight, you know, is coming. So now I think with the amount of fights, and I think if you're if you're a fight fan, um, you should enjoy the show, and it should be a reason uh, for for you to keep the subscription. Especially if you're paying for the yearly subscription, it's it's a no brainer. You know what I mean? We're gonna have some cool, different stuff. It's not gonna be your typical show. We're gonna talk about a little bit of everything. Um.
0: Oh, um, any thoughts on where the women's game can go in the states? Um, I know we have some some we have some fight. I think the Bella has some fights coming yeah. some some all women fights coming up on a UFC Fight Pass. Yeah, yeah,
1: I think I think just like the women feel, I think that the 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 female fights need to be on big male uh, fight cards, whether it's a co main event or the one before the co-main, so eyeballs could be on them. Once you give the woman a stage where a lot of people are watching, like Amanda Saran or like Katie Taylor, and they're on those big cards, um, that's what's gonna bring more people to boxing. And even the females feel that themselves. They don't feel like all women boxing cards are gonna do well because um, the eyeballs aren't there. But if you put those females on bigger cards and create Raise their profile, and then it'll make people double back and want to watch them if they're on a, a female card. So yeah, there's room for it. I mean, I, I love women and what they're bringing to the sport. Man, this is obviously a brutal sport, and uh, you got to respect all of these women out there putting that work. Larissa, Amanda, Katie, you know, all of these women putting work out there. Um, it's sad that they're not getting paid. You know, nowhere near what fighter, what men are getting paid. But this is a business, and it's about. You know, putting butts in seats, selling subscriptions or with the pay-per-views or whatnot. So they need to be put on mail cards. You know what I mean? That more so. And I got about two or three minutes here. Uh, it's been like an hour. I got some stuff I got to handle. So I didn't want to I didn't want to say that on the live broadcast, but I had to let you know.
0: No, I just typed it up there that I was getting okay. ready to wrap up here, fellas, if there was any last questions. Uh, so yeah, as you just heard, he's getting ready to jump off of here. I do appreciate him coming on, uh, you know, and it's great timing for me to you know you guys starting up monday and whatnot so i appreciate it um i mean you guys said pretty much set everything that there was to be said in the in the final uh week uh like i said man it kind of came out of nowhere i was a little uh disappointed to see you guys going away because y'all were the plug for me uh because like i said i would snatch some audio from some different um uh, some different guests and and add to my daily check-ins on the
1: channel and whatnot well you should be able to still catch us on the zone every day man and catch and take some stuff from there for sure all right well look um like i said i put the
0: the the the, the, uh the chat up there that uh you know i was getting ready to get off of here i don't really have another question um i guess just to wrap it up man I, i mean um what's your thoughts week and a half next two weeks does this aj fury thing from your in your opinion does it get wrapped up and we we got something to look forward to
1: in in my opinion in the next two weeks there should be something announced. i mean there's no guarantee to hold me to that but in my opinion the next two weeks there'll be a date and a venue announced and then lastly biggest boxing moment at
0: you know december 31st what will be the best moment that we have for 2021 in your opinion
1: I mean it would it would probably be, be AJ Fury, you know, probably the winner of that fight, how it plays out. Um also Canelo should get past Saunders and fight Caleb Plant in 20 uh, um, late 2021 and win and unify that division. That that might might be a, a, one of huge one of the biggest moments in boxing as well. But obviously the heavyweight undisputed crime, I mean, there's nothing topping that right now. So,
0: You think it could be an announcement of uh, Crawford and Spence, possibly before the end? No, no. <laughs> hey, well, uh, D-Lo, yeah. 404 Boxing said, I just want to wish I and his team well going forward. Thanks for the great work.
1: All right. No doubt. Take it easy, man. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you. you. No
0: doubt. Hey, so look, boxing fans, I appreciate you all, uh, Checking in with the program today. Uh, you know, that's probably the most uh, viewers at one time <laughs> that I've had on here. So, uh, you know, shout out to me for, uh, you know, for staying persistent with uh, bugging people, instant, you know, on IMs, DMs, and whatnot, emails, and whatnot. Um, I told you last Sunday I was a little frustrated um, with uh, this new thing that's out there. Uh, I don't even want to get a name of it again, but I told you there's some new uh, platform where fighters can... I don't know if it's just fighters. Uh, Maybe it's athletes. But, you know, the the competition is all out there. Like, I I texted a partner yesterday. um, Sway in the morning. Sway Calloway. He has a boxing podcast now (laughs) with... um, with uh, Heather B, his co-host on the morning show, with her husband, he's a big boxing fan. His name is Horse. You may have heard him if you listened to Nas uh, back in the day. But uh, yeah, you know, it's like uh, it's not a slap in the face, but uh, you know, damn, here's a dude like uh, on the on the, the with the notoriety of uh, of Sway, who comes out of nowhere. And now, you know, my my emails and, and text messages and DMs, IMs were already going ignored. And now, uh, you know, here's another person that'll be in these inboxes requesting interviews and, um, you know, things get more bleak, you know, for me. And like I said, man, I've been doing this for four or five years, regardless of whether wherever you just picked up on Pay Me No Mind. And maybe that's confusing right there that I do that the youtube channel was pay me no mind from a previous podcast and then um i was writing about boxing i was writing boxing online and you know started a bite down boxing and then started adding bite down boxing coverage here on pay me no mind so maybe that works against me um i don't know but um You know, doing this for four or five years. If you go down on the playlist, you know, I've talked to uh, Jared Hurd, um, Jamel Herring, um, uh, Chris Colbert, um, you know, a number of different guys. Uh, J-Rock, Tony Harrison, you know, I've talked to a number of different guys. And so, you know, I get a little ambitious and want to do things at a bigger level and talk to bigger names and whatnot. And, um, and then trying to provide the quality of coverage that I set out to do. I'm not the, I'm not the duck guy, the duck talk guy. I'm not the, I'm not the contract talk guy. I'm not the gossip guy. I'm not, I'm very comfortable with my lane. And so, um, uh, I just do what I can do. But again, it was good to see six, <laughs> six viewers up in the, in the, in the, in the, in the indicator up there. So I appreciate that. I'm actually supposed to talk to this kid. Perfect case in point. I get some... local and, uh, What do they call them? Uh, club show. I get some club show promoters or, you know, random cats who have one or two kids that they're working with. And I get text messages from them or IMs from them and it's, a hey, can you holler at my kid? And I go look them up on BoxRec and, um it's the it's, it's a dude's debut fight the hell can i do with that um but anyway needless to say i'm supposed to talk to this youngster out of toledo you know it's a lot of fighters out of toledo right now um but i'm supposed to talk to this kid wayne lawrence today at three o'clock he has his first fight tomorrow up in toledo i didn't even know uh fights were i didn't even know club shows were happening again in ohio um, but somebody up there, a cat named Vic Green, I've seen the name before. He actually has a show uh, tomorrow night, uh, and so I'm gonna talk to this Wayne Lawrence kid. I'm gonna try to keep it uh, as brief as possible, but um, again, it's a lot of uh, a lot of quality sparring up there tomorrow on uh, the Zone. Otha Jones the will be on that show. He's out of Toledo. Um, it's a very it's really a make or break fight for Otha uh, Jones, the coming off of his first draw down in Mexico on the uh, the card that had Chocolatito and Quadras and um, Juan Francisco Estrada. He had a draw on that card, I believe, against a, a, le- a late replacement. And, um, you know, he's basically fighting for his contract tomorrow in some regards. So, uh, you just saw last week, Albert Bell was on ESPN+, Plus out of Toledo. Uh, Jared, big baby, or the real big baby, Anderson is out of Toledo and whatnot. Um, It's a lot of, you know, Robert Easter Jr. Uh, So, a little later today, I'm going to talk to this kid about his first fight. I don't really even know what his amateur background is, but um, talk to Bam. I think his his nickname is Bam. Um, D-Lo said, I think you're having one universal handle would help i'm late to the party but i'm gonna be here i appreciate what you provide and i appreciate you supporting my channel in return yeah um i did I, and i understand that d um i think the one thing is i'm a writer by nature i really don't i really don't want to sit here and do this i just didn't see boxing being talked about in an interesting way for me and my preferences and tastes and so uh when i saw that void then I stepped forward and uh, was like, "Let me let me get the discussions that I want to have. Let me get the the details that I want to know about. Um, you know, let's 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 dig into some of these stories, uh, some of these guys. You know, uh, Stephen Shaw who fights uh, next Thursday against uh, Jermaine Franklin. You know, dude is a father of two. Uh, husband, his wife is instrumental in him being able to do what he does." Um, uh, you know, the guy started with, um, Al Heyman back in 13 or 11 or something was on a card with, uh, Joseph Diaz junior and, uh, at least one of the charlos and the dude has been out here basically in anonymity for the next seven to eight years. And, and here's, you know, a capable looking us heavyweight who can't get good fights and now, over the last, I think I have ran into him down in Columbus, Ohio, where they had a fight uh, the same weekend as the Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, show. Uh, let me. just try to close this out quickly. Uh, I don't want to go back through everything. I did want to hit on one thing quickly uh with the cycling from the intro. Uh you know, one thing about getting out and being around um people with more uplifting conversation, more beneficial interests or hobbies, stuff they're enthusiastic about um and then, you know, getting involved with some of these different groups um You know, you do have an opportunity to... Especially me, Saturday. Being out there with, you know, probably a a white guy. I want to say he's in his late 60s. Um, The other guy was probably in his early 60s. And then the other guy that was my age. But you have a chance to... And how you conduct yourself around these individuals... Could be a powerful factor in changing or giving a different narrative about people that look like you. How you're perceived by others. You know? Like I said, I don't know if it's really healthy. I know it it is not for me. But I, I don't really see the benefit in sitting around uh, you know four or five of us sitting around ten of us sitting around with each other even in some of these YouTube chat rooms it's 40 of us sitting around or you're watching a, a, a YouTube channel and it's all nigga 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 hey nigga hey, oh nick nigga, nigga this nigga hey, these niggas yo nigga nigga I don't I don't know I don't know if that's that's really all that beneficial to the individuals but hey that's just me um some of the boxing conversation with with Ak Reyes uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you I'm at a real crossroads with boxing um, I'm on the site whitedownboxing.com www.whitedownboxing.com I also talk a lot about boxing on my YouTube channel this, this interview by the way this interview did stream live on the pay me no mind YouTube channel but I discuss a lot of boxing on the channel and, um, this weekend I'm, I should be doing that right now, but I, I, I didn't and kind of leaning on just fuck it, you know, I'm done with it. I probably won't, but, um, just trying to figure out how to best use my time and, and come to grips with, uh, you know, how i'm different why i probably won't break through or uh stand out amongst certain groups or crowds or whatever uh in certain circles i'm cool with that i'm cool with that um but i just think you know i like i think i actually want to hear like man you You guys just get to be professionals. You just get to talk about boxing. You you get to sell the sport to others and talk about things to to, to welcome others to the two boxing, to uh, welcome, to be universally appealing versus, like I said, trying to stand out on YouTube, man. I got to go over there and do some nigga shit. I got to act like a baby, a little baby, or a little Wayne, or a little Dirt, or whoever the fuck. I gotta go and act and conduct myself like that just to try to, you know, to to to, to um to stand out. And for somebody to support or recognize, um, you know, my game, my talent at the shit. And, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. So I write about boxing on um, downboxing.com, And, you know, I'm just at one of those inflection points where it just might continue to write um and maybe even was leaving possibly leaving the video shit alone uh, maybe focusing a little bit more time on figuring out how to write some different articles uh to get back to more opinion pieces or you know fight analysis and whatnot um that, that might be the change uh lastly just looking at you know i looked at the um I have my reasons or thoughts why boxing is is failing and struggling right now, um, to bring new fans in and probably to retain old fans. We got some some different situations going on right now where the best fights can't get made. Inferior fights are being put together, and I think a lot of people are are a lot of the fan base. Is in the sport to continue to argue about shit that's not happening, versus supporting any of the stuff that is happening. And then you, you know, the people that have the biggest platforms and create a lot of the discussion and 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 um, steer a lot of the discussion is more on uninformed negative bullshit. And I'm just like, again, I run into the same question. Like, man, this, this really is not, this really not what my vibe is about. This is really not what I'm into. So, um, anyway, like I said, I want to talk to, uh, because they do things, you know, he's, he's fortunate enough to do things on a different level and, you know, do uh, provide coverage on a sport that I truly love. But, um, you know, I just don't have the benefit of, of being on the platform that they're on, so you know, I'm forced with making a decision, making a decision. And all I was gonna say was, I this is get, get ready to shut this down. But you know, I looked at the uh, the the U, I look at the UFC, the number of shows that they have, the number of pay-per-views that they have, the crowd that shows up. The engagement with the fans, how they support the fighters, what the narratives are on a lot of the fighters. And i tell you, man, really leaning towards. I can't get into the to the the whole feel of the UFC, man, but maybe just following it through the highlights, man. Just, and and just do whatever, you know, do whatever with boxing just do whatever with it from, from, from me for from me personally so anyway let me get on off here man uh, again please rate and review the show wherever you listen to it you want to contact me about anything you can reach out to me at paymenomindshow at gmail.com at waterbed underscore reg on instagram you can get me there uh the, pay me no mind YouTube channel there's tons of ways to get it to get in touch with me if you would care to do so or need to do so that's it I still don't have any way to close out these damn things but that's it man have a great week hopefully you're doing something to uh, you know whatever trying to whatever type of change you're out here looking for you know um, hopefully you're out here identifying ways to get after it let me head on out stay safe and take care till next time peace